0: Welcome back to the E3 Podcast. Explore, Experience, and Engage is a podcast published by McPherson College, highlighting success stories shared by MC alumni. I, Jacob Reed, a current year of freshman will interview alumni from a variety of careers. I will ask them about their own journeys. I'm also curious to know what advice they want to share with current students. Through career struggles, successes, and surprises, these stories will inspire everyone to continue living as whole persons on each of our career journeys. This podcast is with Nick Grummert, a principal at Valley Center. Enjoy the podcast. It's a great day to be a Bulldog. Hi, Nick, how are you doing?
1: Hey, I'm doing all right. It's uh... You know, weather's been good and work's been going well, so can't complain.
0: Sure thing. Just tell us a little bit about yourself, your title, your company, what you do with your company, stuff like that.
1: Uh, well, I currently serve as the principal at Abilene Elementary down in Valley Center, Kansas. Um, okay. So this is, this is my first year uh, in this particular position. Mm-hmm. Uh, prior to that, I was an assistant principal at a school called Jardine, uh, Jardine mm-hmm. Elementary in Topeka. And that was kind of a cool experience because uh, I got to help open that building. So it was it was still concrete and beams uh, when I got hired, and so I really got to take a big role in uh, developing that building. And um, so uh, then this job opened up, and you know Valley Center just got a great reputation. It's a little closer to home, and uh, so yeah, it's where I am now.
0: Okay. That's really cool. Uh, what was your major when you graduated? Uh,
1: graduating my first in college, I was uh, an elementary ed major, and um, I also left there with an endorsement in English as second language.
0: Mm. Okay. Why did you Why did you choose education? Man, that's
1: always a It's always a weird question for me because I think sure. the stereotypical teacher, um, you know, is always like, you know, I just knew it from the time I was in second grade I love kids and this is just what I've always wanted to do right and the thing is is I didn't decide that I wanted to be a teacher till I don't know probably right before I enrolled in college so I would so I'm the first uh I'm the first person in my family to graduate college and um so at the time um I saw no need in going to college uh my parents hadn't graduated although um they you know they attempted college and, and it just didn't work out at the time of their life. and uh, you know, and my two older siblings at the time hadn't pursued college either, and uh, my older sister did for a bit, um but then you know just had some health problems. and mm-hmm. so anyways, I just didn't see this succession of like why college, right? so uh, i I remember distinctly I was in uh um I was working for Dylan's, and mm-hmm. I, I had to have just been a month or two out from from needing to do something after graduation. Mm. And my mom was like, are you going to go to college? And I was like, I don't know. And she's, well, do you want to work for Dylan's rest of your life? And I was like, no. And uh, <laughs> so at that point I went ahead and I enrolled at Hutch Juco mm. and I didn't work real hard in high school or anything like that. And so it was kind of, <laughs> it was kind of a tough road, just even getting through that first year of college. And and I went ahead and just declared elementary ed at the time. And the reason really just came down from the fact that my mom worked for a preschool that was based out of, and I think it may still be based out of uh, Washington Elementary there in McPherson. Hmm. And so I would take like psych lab courses and stuff like that in high school where I would get to walk over and just basically volunteer to preschool for credit. And I, I enjoyed the kids and all of that, but I didn't know that I really wanted to be a teacher. I think it was just something that I had some experience in that felt somewhat, I had some had some knowledge of, and I just thought, hey, I'll give it a shot. And, you know, the further I got into it, um, it seemed like it was probably going to be a pretty good fit, so I just kept going. But, yeah, so not the stereotypical story, probably, but that's how I ended up here.
0: No, it's, it's good. Um, so why... This is just me thinking, why did you choose administration over teaching? Like you said, you were a vice principal, now you're principal. So why did you choose administration over teaching? Well, I did teach. So I taught
1: for, okay. um, I think I taught for about eight years. Wow. Um, so right out of college, I graduated uh, mid-year. And mm-hmm. uh, um, it was a little bit too late to, to start kind of a mid-year teaching uh job but i got offered kind of a a jack of all trades job at washington elementary there in mcpherson and so i just kind of just kind of worked as like a reading math tutor slash para just kind of helped wherever i could and then i knew i ended up knowing a curriculum director out in shawnee heights which is just uh, east of topeka just kind of inquired out there and i think um, dr k was my advisor And she also knew Becky Greer was her name and she knew her too. So we just kind of set things up. I went ahead and just interviewed mid-year and they offered me a a job like to be determined. So I went out and did that. And so later on that spring, I ended up getting a couple of offers out there of what building. So I ended up teaching sixth grade for several years. And then at that point, I started to realize um, I want to do something else. Like teaching was good. but it wasn't fulfilling to me. It was, um, Hmm. I needed something beyond teaching. Um, So I had already graduated my master's of ed at that point, like just a couple of years into teaching. I went back, got my master's of ed. Hmm. And uh, that was really more, honestly, that was more about financial than anything else. I just needed Hmm. to, you know, teachers don't make a ton of money, right? So
0: they get paid um, more with a master's.
1: Right. So went out, did that. And I thought that'd give me a little idea of what's out there. What do I want to do? I started thinking about leadership, but, you know, I just didn't want to spend the money on another degree, but the more I got into teaching, I was like, I just don't know if I can do this the rest of my life, yeah. so I switched grade levels. I tried third grade for a bit, and then I took a, a, a job called an instructional coach at another building where I was just working directly with teachers, and I think that's when I became just really happy with what I was doing. <laughs> It was kind of the best of both worlds. I got to work with kids, and I got to work with adults, and it really was kind of shaping, helping to shape teachers to help, you know, kind of mold students. The reach was wider, right? Um, you felt like your impact was quite a bit bigger. Sure. And so at that point, I had finished up. I went back to school. I finished up my um, master's in leadership, and uh, and then I started pursuing administration. And so that's when I went in and and uh, found that assistant principal
0: job. Okay. that's really cool. Um, Why did you choose MC? So you said you went to Hutch Juco first. Why did you switch to Mac?
1: Well, um, you know, honestly, knowing that I was going into teaching, the the thing to do at the time was to go off to Emporia State uh, because they're the teacher's college. And uh, so I went and I toured it. And and, uh, I thought that's where I was going to end up. But honestly, when I started doing some more looking into it, they weren't going to accept all the credits that I had uh, earned from Hutchinson unless I had uh, graduated with an associate. So I didn't have any intention of staying there that long. And I didn't want to have to backpedal more. Um, And so I thought, well, I'll give McPherson College a try. So I went and talked to their admissions department and all that. And they were willing to carry over like almost all, if not maybe just one that they weren't willing to take for my credits. And and then I had the uh, opportunity to just live at home with my parents too, save a little bit of money that way. And mm-hmm. um, so, yeah, it was honestly it was just kind of by nature of Emporia not working out um, is really how I ended up at McPherson.
0: Okay. Um, how did your experience at McPherson find your first job in teaching? Um, like, was there know, someone here that pointed you that direction, or you yeah, found it on so, yourself?
1: I still tell everybody, you know, McPherson College does a nice job, at least in the teacher ed world, of partnering with, with school districts. And um, Shane Kirshner was Mm -hmm. relatively new when I was coming through, Um, but he, he's been in the community a long time. He was actually one of my uh, high school Spanish teachers, and so Mm -hmm. it was, it was, uh, you know, funny there for a minute that I had had him as a Spanish teacher in high school, and then I had him as a professor in college, but, um, he, uh, so he's just really well known and respected in the community and has great partnerships, especially since he had taught in the USD up in McPherson. Um, so knew a whole lot of people. And so they had a lot of connections there. And then Dr. K had been around for quite a while and they just, they had done a nice job with all the surrounding districts. Um, creating partnerships and so they put you out in a lot of schools and through their practicum experiences and their student teaching experiences and all that you got the opportunity to check out a lot of different spaces so there was that which really could have landed me in several different areas um but then the key thing really was you know dr k and i just kind of knowing the same person so she said hey what part is what part of the state do you want to be in and i said i really want to be in northeast kansas like i just love that part of the state Mm -hmm. And she goes, well, you know, Becky Greer, right? And I said, absolutely. Um, Her Mm -hmm. son and I graduated high school together. And um, she goes, well, she's out there. Let's give her a call. So um, it, you know, it really did kind of come down to who, you know, right. So Mm -hmm. it just happened to work out. It's really good.
0: Um, If you had to do it all over again, what would you do different? Oh, I don't know. I, you know,
1: I think if I were to do it all over again, Uh, I'd probably try to be a little bit more involved in the college life, you know, so Mm -hmm. I, uh, I did end up living at home, I wasn't in the dorms. And so I do feel like I missed out um, on some of that um, just relationship building that happens uh, living on campus and being a part of what's right there in front of you. Sure. For me at the time, it made sense, right? Like Mm -hmm. it, It made a whole lot of sense to live with my parents and just save those student loans um, and not have to pay for those housing plans and whatever. But um, I had a bunch of buddies that did live on campus. And so I would go and I would hang out and, you know, and I'd meet some people that way. But that's probably the one thing that sticks out that I would like to do. I would like to have done a little bit differently. I think the other thing is I probably would have branched out. I had a few elect or I had a few like um, general credits that I needed to take care of outside of my major while I was at McPherson. Sure. Um, I likely would have branched out a little bit more. Um, I kind of played it safe with some of those classes. Um, it's funny, I'll, I'll talk to my wife, who also graduated McPherson College, and uh, she lived on campus, and she was just a part of all of it, right? Like, she was in the theater, um, and knew all types of people, and and did, you know, the campus blowouts, and all the stuff. It was just all kinds of fun, and I was like, I pretty much got to see the downstairs of the library, because that's where all of our classes were. <laughs> and so she's like, did you even know that this was going on? I'm like, I didn't even know that existed. I don't even go to that part of the campus, right? And McPherson's not that big of a campus. Mm. And she's like, did you even go to school there? Like, you don't know anything. And, yeah. Uh, but yeah, it was just kind of a tight niche little group of people. And mm-hmm. uh, so it was good stuff, though. Yeah,
0: it's really important to like go out and actually do things. I have a hard time with that. Yeah. Um, what brings you joy at work? Oh, um, you know, this,
1: this place that I'm at now, Abilene is, it's just a fantastic place in general. Mm-hmm. So it's interesting when I, um, when we started looking to relocate, cause we've been in Topeka like 12 or 13 years mm-hmm. and we loved it. And honestly didn't ever intend on leaving. know Mm -hmm. this is just where we're probably going to be for a while well um when we started kind of throwing around the idea of what if we went back towards mcpherson um started looking um i saw this job was open there was a job down in derby and Mm there's another job down south wichita as well that i was interested in and and on paper um valley center was my least uh favorite job option Mm -hmm. and mostly because it was the one that i knew the least about um so I, I drive into town. It's just a little, I mean, it's smaller than McPherson. And, uh, we had been living in a small city for a while. And Mm -hmm. so I kind of come into town, I call my wife and I was like, I don't know. Like, I don't know if I can, I don't know if I can do this. Um, (laughs) Uh I'm used to there being, you know, hustle and bustle and just everything going on. Places open food, right? This is, this place has like two stoplights and, and like three restaurants and, So I was like, but keep an open mind. Let's just see what it's all about. And it was crazy because when I left the interview, Mm -hmm. I I called my wife on the drive home. And I said, if they offer that job, I'm going to take that job. And there was just some kind of different energy here. And it's -hmm. it's weird because um, I remember describing it to my wife. I said, it's just a happy place. Like people are just happy. And about a month later, um, about two weeks before everything got shut down due to COVID, I had come back to do um, to try to hire a couple of teachers. Went to a board meeting and I told the board at that time, I said, "This this place is just so happy. Like everybody's always joyful, happy. They're 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 supportive. They're welcoming. (laughs) I've just never been a place like this before. And you know, nice job on creating this environment, right?" Yeah. And till this day, honestly, I'll tell my staff about every week. I just love the the energy that they bring every day. And so, you know, that joy piece really just comes from the fact of uh, the people that you're around. I mean, the kids, kids, you know, they just, they say what's on their mind and, uh, and it's often pretty funny and, uh, you know, so it's, yeah, it's just, it's good stuff to be around just innocence and then a good group of working adults. And so all that together creates a lot of joy every day. Sure. And I think that that really came to light even more so with COVID. So Absolutely. I can remember, you know, just over a year ago when everything shut down, right? Mm-hmm. And at, at that point in time, there were like five people allowed in the building. It was our, it was our custodial crew and it was the administration. Mm-hmm. And so we were working normal shifts right. uh, in the building with no kids. And it was just weird, right? Like I'm coming to work every day. We're trying to, you know, continue learning. We kind of referred to it as like crisis learning. Right. Because uh, that's really what it turned into.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And, uh, but then I would go out and I'd walk the halls because that was just part of my routine um, was to go out and and you know cruise by all the classrooms greet different kids check check on things make sure doors Mm -hmm. are latching stuff like that to try to keep a safe and secure campus well um it there was just something weird about it and so uh when when kids were allowed to come back to school this this fall Mm -hmm. um there was just a different level of appreciation different level of joy um just hearing the chatter and the laughter and the screams down the hallway. Uh, <laughs> you know, I think people just appreciate it differently and right now. And yeah, so, yeah. you know, that novelty is still there.
0: Yeah. I think that, you know, be before COVID, there was always this very like, I, I don't want to say like horrible like hatred of school, but like kids were like, ah, oh, I don't want to be there, you know? Right. But um, for me personally, it's put it in context. <laughs> it's like I get the opportunity to be here. Right. Um, I'm lucky to learn. So, and I, Absolutely. And how we've handled COVID at MC is fantastic. I'm very happy with it. Because um, right. other places like in the first weeks, they had like pods um, and they had to like shut down campuses and it was horrible, but we've been here the entire year. So, yeah, that's awesome. If you were hiring a new person, what would you look for in them from MC?
1: It really comes down to, for me, it's not really about the skills necessarily. Mm-hmm. I can teach a teacher how to find and utilize resources. I can teach a teacher how to how to look at state standards and break them apart. What I want is I want somebody who can positively interact with people. Sure. And what I tell everybody that I hire is... We're in the ultimate people business. Like that's what we do day in and day out. Is we work to develop people, and it's not just students. Like we work to develop each other. My job is to develop the adults. Yeah. The adults' job, the the pay, the teacher's job is to develop the kids, right?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, but I also am very hopeful that mm-hmm. in creating cohesive, collaborative teams, that they begin to develop each other. And uh, so really, I mean, that's the number one thing is I want people who can, you know, collaborate can be open minded that are going to uh, Mm -hmm. participate in moving a system forward. And that takes a lot of intentional effort, you know, to, to really kind of better a community a family, so to Mm -hmm. speak. Um, So that's kind of the main thing that I'm looking for is I want to see those personality traits, that they're going to be able to relate to students, to be able to relate to peers, that they're going to be able to solve conflicts between students, between peers, and that they're going to actively work hard to better themselves. Um, My goal for my staff is that um, we are better today than we were yesterday. Sure. And and it just little tiny shifts every day to say... Mm -hmm to be able to identify this is how I'm better today than I was yesterday in this, in this aspect. And so mm-hmm. that's the main thing is it really kind of, I think it comes down to that pedagogy, I suppose, is, as uh, Dr. Kirshner would probably define it as. Mm-hmm. Um, so mm-hmm. yeah, that's, I mean, if I kind of put it in a nutshell, that's where I'd land.
0: Sure. What else do you think is important for students to learn while at MC beyond coursework in their degree? Is it people skills? Like it's just yeah. open-minded or?
1: Yeah, I think uh, mm-hmm. that's probably where I was going to land was kind of, yeah, pe- people skills. I mean,
0: mm-hmm. we're, in a,
1: we're in a world right now where it's so easy to escape. And yeah, to, to just learn how to interact with people uh, mm-hmm. of, of differing viewpoints is a big one right now. I mean, you look at the landscape of the country right now, like how do I interact positively with people who don't believe the same as me um, but what can I take away from them
0: mm-hmm.
1: through any interaction or, or, uh, you know, conversation. And so, yeah, just getting, getting out there, being involved, interacting with people, surrounding yourself with, with people who don't always think the same as you. Um, mm-hmm. cause that's kind of, you know, that's, that's part of my hiring practice too, is I want people who are going to challenge me. So sure. like, if I have, if I'm surrounded by people who only think the same as me, we're not going to go very far, right? I do need people, I need people who are going to support me in my vision to move the school forward, but I also need people who are going to challenge me in my thinking, right? And so being brave enough um, to challenge people in a respectful way, that's going to move people forward. So any type of opportunities that you have within the college environment to do that, I think is, is good. And, and that's the thing about McPherson, I mean, being a liberal arts college, I mean, there's a lots of opportunities to, sure. to do things outside of your comfort zone.
0: Mm-hmm. Abraham Lincoln and Churchill, they surrounded themselves in their cabinets with their biggest enemies, you know, yeah. and it, and it made them better for it. Right. Um, and even people like Bush Jr. Um, he wasn't very smart. And he knew that. So he surrounded himself with smart people and it worked for what it was. So mm-hmm. that's a good way to put it. Yeah.
1: yeah. I mean, it's all about, so I had a, I had a principal I worked for mm. um, when I first started teaching sure. and he's still, he's still very much a mentor to me. I mean, like mm-hmm. him and I have gone different ways and, and we still stay in touch and he never wanted to have like a, a leadership team. He didn't want a bunch of yes men, so to speak. Right. So, right. um, so how do we how do we build a, a team that is, is dynamic um, mm-hmm. and, uh, and with, with the idea that we can disagree with each other in private right. and uh, support each other in public? And so, um, yeah, I mean, that's, that's the only way that you're going to move forward. I mean, if, if everybody's the same, if everybody's thinking in the same direction, what's the point, right? Right. So.
0: Typical day. Walk me through your typical day as a principal.
1: Well, you know, that's the thing about, that's the thing about being a a principal is a typical day is, is never typical and Mm -hmm. whatever I learned, I learned years ago, um, that whatever you intend on doing Mm -hmm. is likely not what you're going to do that day. Right. So, uh, you may on a good day, you may accomplish 30, 40% of what you thought you were going to get done. Everything else um, really kind of comes down to what's happening in the moment. So, you know, but but generally speaking, you know, I get here, uh, I don't know, half an hour or so before the kids start showing up mm-hmm. and I go out to the, the dock, which is where our car riders come sure. and get dropped off. And I stand out there every morning and I just welcome those kids to the building just a mm-hmm. you know, a little good morning and a, and a COVID mask smile. So welcome to the building. And then, uh, you know, and then from that point, I'm, I'm usually just checking in on some people, you know, I'll just kind of cruise the halls and whoever's kind of out, you know, just how you doing, you know, mm-hmm. seeing how things are going, um, you know, either personally or professionally, just kind of depending on the person and what they have going on. And, uh, and then I'll usually cruise back to my office and, you know, say good morning to the, the front desk, you know, my administrative assistant and all that and just check in how everything's going there. And then I start shuffling through emails because uh, I, so I took one personal day this year. Um, Within that one (laughs) personal day, I had 280 unread emails after one day, you know? And so you got to stay on top of that. And I was telling somebody, I said, you know, you never realize as an administrator how many emails you have until you take a day off. And, but because through the day, I will I will be checking my email constantly. So if if I have five minutes free here or there, I'm checking email because somebody probably needs something that rather than calling or getting on the radio, they email me. And so I want to make sure to be responsive. I mean, that's my job is to be responsive to people. Sure. So yeah, you know, going through those emails, returning phone calls, whatever I need to do. And then I usually just cruise. I You know, I usually just duck out of my office and I just go cruise the halls jump into classrooms, five, six minutes a piece, see what's going on, talk with kids, and then cruise back, check emails, you know, but usually it's a a superintendent I worked for a few years back. He used to call it just walking slowly through the crowd. And I feel like that's what I do. So like I, when I go to cruise the classroom, Uh I could be out of my office two, three hours, right? Because um, I might only be in those classrooms three, four, five minutes a piece but between every classroom, somebody's like, "Oh, hey, I was gonna catch you," um, and then you have a five-six minute conversation in the hallway about something, and right. then, you know, and and so it's really about just checking in on your people and seeing what it is they need, and then trying to be as responsive as possible. And sure. so that's really the nature of of my day, and it just kind of goes through that cycle of mm-hmm. of. Uh, trying to do those things. And so then, you know, and I have a few kids that uh, I try to check in on daily, you know, that just need that little extra male role model attention or whatever the case may be sure. um, to just make sure that things are operating smoothly throughout the day. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. And then, you know, there's, there's different things that you might do. Um, evaluation season seems like it never ends, right? So as soon as teacher evaluation season opens up, your you're, you're I'm still, I just finished on Monday. And as soon as I finished those teacher evaluations, um, I started my classified, you know, staff evaluations. And so hopefully in a few <laughs> weeks, I'll have those done. And by the time I get those done, it'll be, it'll be May, you know, so, um, you know, you have all those pieces and and there's always IEP meetings in there and, and, uh, you know, students who do something silly that, needed a little extra conversation or some consequences and cruising the building making sure that everything's cleaned up and safe and you know lights are working and you know so there's just it's it's one of those things where the job is never done and you have to be okay with letting things be not done um, or you'll you'll drive yourself crazy
0: who else at the college should students connect with if they want to pursue your kind of career?
1: You know, I would say, I'm not sure who's all there in the teacher ed world anymore, but I know Dr. Kirshner is still there, and um, he's a great guy. Mm. Um, that, that'd that be the number one person, in my opinion, to to connect with. I'm not sure um, who the rest of his team is these days, um, but, you know, he's somebody that, that even I still, when I cruise back through McPherson, I still try yeah. to touch base with. So, get connected with him and see what everything's all about.
0: Sure. Is there anything else like pieces of advice or just little tidbits that you like to share with students?
1: I would just really just enjoy it. Um, it's, it's crazy. Uh, I'm, I can't remember how long it's been since I graduated now, 14, 15 years. And my wife's kind of in the same boat. Um, she's somewhere in that 15 plus year range. And, we say all the time, man, we miss college. Like it was just yeah. something, there was something magical about McPherson that I don't think that you get everywhere. And I've had, I've had a lot of, I've had student teachers, I've had, I've hired teachers from lots of, lots of different colleges and universities. And when I talk to them about their experiences, um, I truly don't believe that um, anybody's doing it better than McPherson. I really don't. And and everything that I read about what Dr. Schneider's doing, um, I, that place is, um, it's, it's just there to better people. And so really enjoy it, just dive in, get to know people, get to know the staff. Uh, because some of those people, like you talked about, like Kenyon, like I don't necessarily know him personally, but I have a lot of guys who I graduated with that really love the guy. Yeah. And they they are so rooted and so um, involved that um, you're always going to be able to come back to them. So uh, build those relationships. Enjoy your time. Um, it's it's just a good place to be.
0: So that was the end of my podcast with Nick Grummert. He is the principal at Valley Center. Otherwise, check back often wherever you get your podcast. See if there are new episodes coming out. Otherwise, it's a great day to be a bulldog.